Hey there, before we jump into the show, I thought I'd let you know that not only do I have two three-month intensive courses for women in hard marriages and women who are separated or divorced, but did you know I also have like 15 other one-month courses? I do. I have courses for when you want to use your gifts to bring redemption, when you want to use your gifts of writing and communication, when you might be a bit bored with your life or you want to live more authentically, when you are engaged or about to remarry or you are adjusting to remarriage, uh, when you struggle with at least one kind of difficult relationship, if you're longing to feel closer to God, if you would give anything for a clean slate, if you find yourself struggling with overwhelm and anxiety, when your children have left the nest, when you're struggling to identify your own needs, and when you're longing for more healing in your heart and life. And oh my lands, they are only $20 each, which is kind of insane and the lowest they've ever been. I will put a link in the show notes for the list of topics and how to register. Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that we have a God who provides so many tools to partner with us in our healing and wholeness. Today, I'm going to share a bit about the second step in the 12 steps of recovery. If you haven't already listened to my episode where I shared my background with Al-Anon, you might want to start there. It was the mini Monday episode that aired on May 23rd, along with episode 28, where I shared about the first step. As I shared in both of those episodes, one surprising aspect, at least to me, of Al-Anon was that they believe the best way for someone to recover from living with an addict is to go through the 12 steps ourselves. That was something I completely balked at and thought was ridiculous until I started to do it. Um, So I'm going to be, we're going to be just kind of parsing through um, each of the 12 steps. And though the wording is very similar between the steps of AA and the Al-Anon steps, I will be using the Al-Anon phrasing. In case this is all completely new to you, AA stands for Alcoholics Anonymous and is for people who struggle with an addiction to alcohol. And Al-Anon is for people who love someone who struggles with an addiction to alcohol. And Al-Anon is what I attended for about a year and a half, maybe 15 or so years ago. And then I went back for another few months more, a little bit more recently, um, when a situation cropped up that was making my life very uncomfortable and making it feel like how it used to feel. Okay, so I thought I would start each of these step episodes by reading all 12 of the 12 steps to help you become familiar with them. So here we go. Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, 
were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to others and to practice these principles in all our affairs. These are taken from Al-Anon's 12 Steps, copyright 1996 by Al-Anon Family Group Headquarters. Okay, so let's take a look at step two. Step two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Okay, in case you haven't noticed, Al-Anon uses the language of power greater than ourselves, sometimes higher power, and God as we understood him. For those of us who love and follow Jesus, it's not too much of a stretch to replace those words with God or Father or Spirit or Jesus and to know who we're thinking about when we're saying those words. So let's break down step two a little bit. First, it says we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves. We came to believe in God. We came to believe God. If you come to the steps already with a faith background and it has been a good and meaningful experience, the first part of step two is more of a continuation on your faith journey. That was my experience for sure. I didn't really have a big hurdle to jump over for the first step, sorry, for the first half of step two to be meaningful to me. But if you do not believe in God, or if you grew up with a constrictive faith that you are deconstructing, the first part of step two may take you a bit of time, and that's okay, so take your time. I would recommend asking God to bring healing from the woundings of your childhood faith and to just outright ask him to show you who he really is. Okay, so I'm going to read a couple passages from Serenity, A Companion for 12-Step Recovery. This is a book that I recommended and read from in the Step 1 episode, and I'll post a link in the show notes to the books I reference. Okay, so this will be from page 27. The Step 2 phrase, came to believe, suggests a process and a progression of faith that evolves over time. A portion from AA defines this as a three-part unfolding. First, we came. That is, we showed up and stumbled in the door. Second, we came to. That is, we sobered up, came to our senses, and began to experience emotional sobriety. Third, we came to believe. We began our real recovery process and our spiritual growth. This style of spiritual growth closely parallels the strong Christian tradition that each person must come to an individual knowledge of God. And step two is a logical outgrowth of step one because if in step one we have admitted our own powerlessness, 
then the next step is to seek a new source of strength or power to take charge for us and to make us sane and well and whole. I'll be honest, it was the second part of step two that tripped me up, could restore us to sanity. Could restore me to sanity because that meant that I had to actually, you know, really come to grips with what it says in step one, that my life had become unmanageable and that my life and even even me at times had become insane. And I really bristled at the words unmanageable and insane. But my very favorite definition of insanity, which I'm sure you have all heard, is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. When I heard this definition in Al-Anon, I deeply resonated with it. That was something that I could connect with. I realized that if that's what insanity is, then I was definitely living, at least in part, an insane life. I not only was repeating childhood patterns of coping mechanisms, I was over and over, like over the course of 15 years, girls, trying to get my then husband to stop drinking by doing only slightly different versions of the same handful of things for like 15 years. Yelling, nagging, criticizing, trying to control, setting up rules like no drinking in the house, changing the rules like, okay, you can drink in the house, just not in front of me. Or, okay, you can drink in the house, just not in front of the kids. Or, okay, you can drink, but don't you ever drink and drive with our kids. Or, you know what? You just need to stop drinking altogether. Or ultimatums like, if you don't stop drinking, I'm going to tell so-and-so at church. Or empty threats, like if you don't stop drinking, I'm going to tell so-and-so at church and then not tell so-and-so. So for 15 years, I did all of these things. And you know what? The drinking continued. And you know what that is? Doing the same things over and over and expecting different results? Insanity. Here's a reading from Courage to Change, which is one of my absolute favorite Al-Anon daily readers. I still read my three Al-Anon daily readers every morning with my quiet time. Okay. Anyone who watched my interactions with the alcoholics in my life probably would have considered me the crazy one. I was the one who searched from bar to bar, made scenes in public places, and got hysterical over little things. I was also the one who agonized over the alcoholic's behavior, lied, made apologies, made excuses, and resented everything I was doing. Was this sane? Alamon was the first place where I ever thought to question my own sanity. I found that I couldn't overcome the effects of this disease by force of will or reason. As they say, my best thinking got me here. But Al-Anon's second step suggested that a higher power could restore me to sanity. From time to time, I still have my irrational moments, but I no longer blame my erratic behavior on anyone else. I now know exactly where to turn when I'm ready to find sanity once more. Today, I will focus on my own behavior. If it could stand some improvement, I will ask a power greater than myself for help. Okay, I want to read um, John 6, 63. Mm -hmm. La, 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 la. Talk amongst yourselves while I look for it. 
Here we go. John 6, 63. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. And from serenity, once again, addiction and codependency are often defined as an unhealthy reliance on the control of exterior things in order to fill interior needs. Step two promises that we shall be restored to sanity as we turn away from codependent engagement with the flesh and with others and turn toward the revitalizing life source of the spirit. So let me ask you, as I did in the episode on step one, is there someone in your life, whether they have an addiction of any kind, or they suffer with mental illness, or they are abusive to you or someone else or themselves, or they just perhaps fall into the category of difficult person or someone who doesn't take care of themselves the way you think they should. And so you feel like you should step in. If not, if every single one of your relationships is healthy and whole, thank sweet baby Jesus. However, if yes, if you do have a person like what I'm describing in your life, let me ask you this. How has having this person in your life affected your faith? And how has your faith affected this person and this relationship? And next, I want you to be super honest with yourself. This one is going to be hard. It was hard for me. But are you doing anything that would fall under the definition of insanity that we talked about? Are you trying to help, but perhaps the help isn't being asked for, or the help isn't quite sticking, or the help isn't helping, or the help is making things worse, or maybe you're trying to control when you're not in control of that person's life, or perhaps you're criticizing when what they might need most is either encouragement or perhaps no words at all from you for a little while. And if yes, it's okay. I get it. I already just confessed to being this kind of wife. And to be clear, more than just my ex with that one issue, I did all of those things to him over almost every other area of his life. And not just to him. I've tried to control and I've tried to help and I've stuck my nose in and I've enabled probably most of our adult kids in one way or another. So I really, really do get it. But if this sounds like you, and if you're ready to try something different, I'd recommend you keep on listening to these steps episodes, and I'd recommend you get one of the Al-Anon Daily Readers or the Serenity Companion book, again, all the links in the show notes, and perhaps try a recovery meeting and or look into starting therapy. And one practical step you can try, like today, this week, If you've got a person like this in your life, and if you're coming to realize that maybe, just maybe, you're doing some insanity-making things with this person, you're not, for instance, just taking care of your own emotional acre, as we've talked about, why not get out a piece of paper and write down what you think this person's problem is 
or let's be honest, problems, and how you would solve them if you were them. What would you do if you were this person? Write it all down. Now, I want you to either read it out loud to God or to a person you trust who isn't involved at all with this other person. And then you give it all to Jesus in prayer and you throw away or rip up or burn that piece of paper. Let me wrap up by reading from Psalm 142. When my spirit was overwhelmed within me, then you knew my path. I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me. Bring my soul out of prison that I may praise your name. The righteous shall surround me, for you shall deal bountifully with me. Okay, girls, I'll post a link in the show notes for where you can find an Al-Anon group, a Celebrate Recovery group, as well as a therapist, along with where you can order the Al-Anon Daily Readers that I referred to and the Serenity Companion Recovery Book along with a link to a quiz to help you determine if you might have some codependent traits, as well as a link to my marriage methods and heartbreak to hope courses. If you want to go deeper with all of this, if you have any questions you'd like me to uh, tackle on the topic of the steps or anything, you can message me through the podcast. And as always, you can share this episode, subscribe to it, support it, rate it, review it, which by the way, mean so much to me when you do these things. Thank you to everyone who's done any of these. So sweet ones, all that to say, in the middle of your recovery journey or in the middle of realizing you might be doing some things that might be considered ever so slightly insane, you are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God. And he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time, so, so much love.